So I'm on the highway, I'm just cutting, you feel me? I'm cutting, I'm cutting, I'm cutting. When my brother called me, I ease up off the gas and I picked up the phone. When I picked up the phone, I just heard shot. Non-stop. I know I was hit when the cop told me, get out the car. I was like, I'm trying to, bro. He was like, get out. And when he put the flashlight, it was blood all on the door, blood on the dash. Busting back gonna get you killed. That's when I see the lights behind me start to flash. And I didn't even think, I just hit it. I was driving like my life depended on it. Then I parked the car, hopped out, closed the door, and I started running. And he pulls out a burner, a shank, like six inches. And then he passes it to me. And he goes, here, that's yours. Don't ever leave the cell block without this. He was the reason I made it out of that place alive. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Connect. My name is Johnny Mitchell. This is the final episode of our Miami series. So by now, you know all about the history of the trade in Miami. You know the Colombians were at the very top, bringing the bricks in straight from Medellin, giving it to the Cuban middlemen, who would then turn around and give it to the Puerto Ricans and the Dominicans, who would then supply the street dealers. And these street dealers are the Haitians or the Haitian Americans. In Miami, they're known as the Zoes. Our first stop in our exploration of the Haitian community in Miami was to the neighborhood of Alapata. An up and coming rapper named Zoe Dollars, a Haitian American who is really blowing up in the South, brought us to the Miami River that runs straight through Alapata. Break it down to us. So this is where like, uh, when the boats got unloaded. All the ships gotta come through here, bro. All the biggest ships gotta come through this way. Mm -hmm. As you can see, you see mega yachts is parked all through here. Yeah. Okay, so we're in Adapata, which is a fun name to say. It's the it's the hood. We're in the ghetto, but it's crazy because the Miami River runs straight through it like this, and you can see downtown. You can see the high rises and these Haitian posse's. What they used to do is these boats loaded up with cocaine coming through and docking right here. They would jack them. And so that was kind of what they became known for was hitting the boats. So when Zoe is talking about uh, hitting boats, that that's what it means. It's they're sticking up, you know, the cartels that are unloading the work on these docks. They, you know, Zopan was like pirates, man. <laughs> yeah. If they knew your boat had them things on there, they gonna hit that. So of course, what they ended up doing is cartels would make a deal with them. They'd say, hey, stop robbing us. We will give you this work wholesale on consignment, you go and distribute it. And we got a background on the history of the Zoe Pound and why this little neighborhood was so important to them. You know how like the Jamaicans had like the, the, the posses that came up from the island in like the 70s and 80s? Yeah. Is, did Haiti have a similar thing? Yeah, yeah we had Zoe Pound. Man, that's us. Yeah. That's disease, man. Zoe Pound, man. The Zoe Pound, or the Zoes as they're known, is the original Haitian immigrant street gang. They formed in the 1980s in the Miami Haitian neighborhoods like Overtown, Little Haiti, and Alapata. You buy in here Zopound and a lot of reps. Yeah. That's like a gang who started in jail. Can you came to Miami, you had to check in with the Zopound. Uh -huh. If not, it was smoke. In fact, today, famous rappers like Future, when they come to Miami and they need bodyguards, they'll tap the Zos for their own personal security. So if you were a rapper and you came yeah, to Miami, and, and obviously they were gonna protect you for a fee, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And the Zoes were not just drug dealers, they were tough guys, just like the Jamaicans. They had posses and they were oftentimes murder for hire, bodyguards for hire. They have biker clubs that exist to this day. Uh, and they're involved, you know, one foot in the street, one foot in the legal world, just like a lot of the things that exist 
uh, on the street in Miami. It got so bad that that's where Zoe Pound, they had the motorcycle. Remember when they used to have it? They used to ride like the Rough Riders. Yeah. And the Colombians were like, look, man, man we can't beat them. Let's join them. Let's, let's negotiate mm -hmm. with them. Mm -hmm. So look, now we're going we're gonna to hire y'all to protect them. Now, if you know anything about Haiti, it's much like Jamaica and those other islands, except they're doing worse than all of them. They were the original slave colony and the only successful slave rebellion in the history of the Atlantic slave trade. The first people in the world to defeat colonization, bro. Nobody else done it until we did it. But they've been crippled economically for the last 250 years. They've got civil wars, coups every other year, brutal earthquakes. It's just hard, hard living over there. And so, of course, what happens is the Haitians who immigrate to Miami bring that toughness and that grit to the streets. Zoe came up young in the streets of Alapata, selling drugs, gangbanging, carrying guns, getting in shootouts. And we had all types of shit going on here. This is where I made like my first drug sale. And my mom had a car red caravan. You take the steering, the, the horn out and stuff O's in that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, Airbag go. Yeah, the airbag go. We'll put drugs in there and we'll sit in the car and vibe out, listen to instrumentals. Everything happened here, man. You know, people we had beef with pulling up to the block. I'm shooting at their cars and shit. They shooting back at us. It was a lot of shit that happened, bro. But it wasn't until he blew up and actually made it as a famous rapper that he ended up getting shot. Well, mm -hmm. really, I was with one of my homegirls leaving the party and shit. I'm in an AMG, I'm just cutting. So I'm like, man, these niggas ain't gonna catch me. I pull my strap out and my homegirl's like, man, if you don't put this shit away, man. She was like, you scaring me, put this shit up. And I took I took every red light. So I'm on the highway, I'm just cutting, you feel me? I'm cutting, I'm cutting, I'm cutting. When my brother called me, I ease up off the gas and I picked up the phone. When I picked up the phone, I just heard shot. Non-stop. How many times you get hit, Zoe? Five times. You got hit five times? Yeah. Where? I got hit like, all oh, right here. I know I was hit when the cop told me, get out the car. And you were leaking? I wasn't even, I ain't noticed nothing. I was like, I'm trying to, bro. He was like, get out. I was like, bro, I'm trying to move and I can't move. And he like forced the door open and he pulled, he like grabbed my leg. He was like, you wet? I'm like, Shit, I'm probably hit. And he ran to his car, cut my jeans open. And when uh -huh. he put the flashlight, it was blood all on the door, blood on the dash. Did you bust back? Man, I ain't had time to. I was trying to get the fuck up out of there. Of course, man. Busting back gonna get you killed. Now he rides around in a bulletproof SUV and carries an AR-15 just for protection for he and his family. This is my baby, you know what I'm saying? This the beast. B7 level bomb proof. It's fully bulletproof, right. man. You can't, you can't get through there or nothing. We go to sleep at red lights. That is very typical Florida shit, I will point out. Shit, we from Dade County. This the only thing these niggas shooting at you with. Right. That's why I'm riding this shit like this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got Did my son in the car. That's why I got to keep, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I gotta be in the front seat. Yeah, this is my right. baby right here. This is my passenger princess. Everybody down there, and I do mean everybody, is packing multiple forms of heat everywhere they go. We're in Florida, gun laws is different. Everybody got guns, shit. Your youngest nigga could go to the gun store, wait five days and get his shit. And we smart criminals, nigga. We don't always go to jail. So background clean and shit, you go get a pistol. Despite finding fame and fortune in America, Zoe still has to live the black experience. 
And he says when he goes back to Haiti, that's actually when he feels freer. Back home, my mama was that. And when she came over here, she had to be a janitor that's working at the mall. But back home, she got maids and shit like that. So why I come here in the first place? Man, because the American dream, mm -hmm. what they painted. The second Haitian community we checked out was a neighborhood called Overtown. Now this was the slums, this was the ghetto. This uh, many streets in Overtown looked a lot like Skid Row in downtown LA. We met up with a local rap legend named Desloke Piccolo, who was born and raised in Overtown and helped influence the careers of household names like Pitbull. And what was growing up like? Uh, it was out of control then. It's kind of real, real nice then, like, all right. You think it's mellowed out since then? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I just seen brains on the sidewalk and all that when I was a kid. Right. Overtown is a fascinating neighborhood because it's the slums surrounded by these rapidly gentrifying neighborhoods like Wynwood and Miami Beach. But now they getting so close, you can see them building right there. Mm -hmm. Like, them shit should be look like babies. Right. But now they like, they grown people. Now they yeah. grown up. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, damn, they getting close. They coming, they coming, they coming. And like, in Overtown, the highest they went up was like two to three. But now look, look right here. They going up, up, up. It feels like the other side of the tracks because just 200 yards in the distance, you can see the skyscrapers and the million dollar condos of downtown Miami. But inside Overtown, it's a whole different world. Uh, one stop shop. Everything, everything is in one trap. You can come get the weed, the coke, the this, this, yeah. all in one. And then you'll go across the street, next block. I mean, across the street, 20 yards over there, he yeah. got this too. <laughs> right. 25 more yards over yeah. here. Like, yeah. it used to be a trap right here, a trap right there, a trap right there. Yeah. Dope sells itself. Yeah. Just like every ghetto neighborhood back in the 80s and 90s, Overtown had street corners and drug houses on every block, sometimes multiple on each block, selling the big three, marijuana, crack, and heroin. It's always the corner. Right. It was everywhere back then, but it was mostly corner. And like, once, like, once, uh, once upon a time, it'll be seven motherfuckers got sacked on the same cone and the car pulled up and everybody went into the car. Back then, if you were a Haitian or a black drug dealer in one of these Miami neighborhoods, you wanted to have what they called a Chico or an Oye. That meant a Spanish connection to cocaine. If you uh, had a click, right? If you had a crew on the corner moving, I don't know, say yeah. you're moving coke or crack. That, yeah, who was the, who at, was the Rhea? Who were you dealing time, with? It was the, uh, it went from the Chicos. Who's the Chicos? Went, Explain who the Chicos are. Like Chicos, like uh, the Puerto Ricans, the Colombians, yeah. the, all Chicos, like, all Chicos. Like Chicos. Spanish. Yeah, Spanish. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, like, like, yeah. You know what I mean? like, like, like Chicos. Hey, yeah. if you weren't dope back in the day, you gotta holler, holler somebody like, yeah. Yeah. somebody yeah. like this. Look, somebody like, you know, uh, this is what they kind of used to look like with his plug. But right. now he's plugged on some other uh, business, you know what I'm saying? Right. But that's, yeah. That's what it used to look like. If you see that, like. You can tell it's yeah, vegan because look at all this poultry that's not getting yeah, eaten. Yeah, you, you see? Know? Everybody eating good. Uh -huh. <laughs> Those were the good old days though. Now it's fentanyl. Fentanyl has taken over and ripped apart that community just like it has in cities all over America. We ran into a former up and coming rapper who was supposed to be the hottest new thing out of Miami. Like look at my dog, look, look. Go zoom on there, my dog. See the one sitting down? Yeah. Down right there, he was the rawest rapper. Right. Signed the trick daddy dollars. He'd fallen victim to fentanyl and was out there on the street corner scratching and begging and sh becoming a shriveled up version of a human being. It was very sad. With that key that you see, is you ready to be? 
You don't buy me. You don't buy me, nigga. I just represent oh. We were told to stay out of Overtown after dark, and we could see that was with good reason because as we're walking by a little corner store, we look up and there's bullet holes, big ones too, probably sprayed out of like an automatic weapon that had showered the side of this wall. We saw prostitutes, dope fiends, uh, homeless people pushing carts down the street. It was, a, it was a real dicey area, but it was also weirdly tight knit, uh, especially in these little communities of people that had lived there since the Haitians first started immigrating back in the 1970s. People owned their homes. They would have chickens and goats running through the alleyways. It looked probably like it looks back in Haiti a little bit. We ran into a local kid, a sweetheart of a kid, who had this to say about his plans for his future. I'm in 11th grade and I'm trying to make it the country to play sports and get up out of here and get these people off the street, man. Hell yeah. That's It's tough to predict the future of Overtown. A lot of us think that it's gonna become gentrified just like a lot of the neighborhoods close to it. That's because the people there own their homes. We talked to guys like Desloke who were hanging on to their properties and it saw them skyrocket in value. And what that probably means is the developers are gonna come in and start buying those people out so they can knock the houses over and build up those gigantic million dollar condos just like they're doing all throughout Miami. You still live in Overtown? Yeah, of course. Okay. You're like, when Is your property value gone up since they are trying to like, Duh. you know, Wynwood is creeping over? So are Duh. you gonna sell? Do you plan on? Don't make me lie. <laughs> <laughs> tell it, tell it, don't lie. Don't you can't lie. lie, bro. It depends on the GT. <laughs> yeah. We wanted to check out the Haitian communities in Miami because as an ethnic group, they're very overlooked when you think about Florida. When we talk about Miami, we talk about the Cubans, of course, the Colombians and the Dominicans, but the Haitians were the ones that took that work off the boat and went stone for stone in the streets and communities like Overtown. They were the ones truly who made the Colombian kingpins rich. The very bottom of the drug trade is the most important part because that is who is feeding the consumers. So we wanted to go pay homage to them. And we are very grateful for people like Des Loke for showing us around. Do you think freedom is worth being poor, though? Do you think it's better to be free and poor than enslaved and better off? Yeah, that's a good question. I'd rather be happy, broke, than miserable rich. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm, yeah. That, that's just my, my take on it. But some is different. All right, you guys, that's been today's episode. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Make sure to go subscribe, like, follow us on socials, and of course, subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com slash The Connect Show. We will see you guys next week.